0: Well, i got a question for you. What is your reputation? What is your reputation? Just think about that for a moment. If somebody were to um, describe you, what would they say about you? You're fun-loving. You're the life of the party. You're shy. You're considerate or maybe you're a partier, maybe you're a rebel rouser, not in this congregation, of course, but what would they say about you? What would they say about you? Daniel had a reputation in Daniel chapter 5. We continue on through this series of the book of Daniel. Daniel is found in the Old Testament It is a prophetic book, but it is also an um, apocalyptic book that talks about the end times. We're going to get there in a few weeks. But Daniel chapter 5 continues to unfold a little bit of Daniel's reputation. So here we find that we we talked about King Nebuchadnezzar the last couple weeks, right? He was a prideful man. Last week we found out that in his pride... He lost everything. The king of Babylon ended up being like a beast in the field for seven years. And then God restored him. But here in, in Daniel chapter 5, we, we see Nebuchadnezzar's son, Belshazzar. Don't confuse Daniel's name of Belshazzar with King Belshazzar. And here we find that um, the Belshazzar is doesn't, uh, the apple didn't fall too far from the tree for him. He struggles with pride. He struggles with the thing his dad did, King Nebuchadnezzar. And here we find once again, God is faithful to warn him. And then we, we find that it almost feels like a, a Halloween script of what happens here. There's a hand that comes into the scene and writes on the wall. And by the way, I just want to I really appreciated where it is Ben. I really appreciate your prayer this morning at pre team our team meeting earlier, and just praying over our kids and our country for um, the occultic activity around Halloween. And I'm not one to say if you've dressed up you're anything wrong with that, but I'm just saying that the whole emphasis of Halloween is is not God honoring, and we do need to continue to uphold and pray for our little ones. So thank you so much, Ben, for that prayer this morning. But, but this seems like kind of a spooky scene that, that all of a sudden um, King Belshazzar is having this big party and um, he is having uh, all of a thousand of his lords there and they're saying he has a thousand of his lords and they're all drinking wine together. Big party. But here in this party, he also has a um, they're drinking out of the gold vessels that were stolen or taken from Israel, out of the temple, God's temple, God's holy vessels, and they're drinking and parting with God's vessels. And then they're also worshiping these this gold and this silver. And here we find that that, that Belshazzar in the midst of this party. God intervenes and has this hand come into the room, and they see this hand, and this hand now writes on the plaster wall. And um, sorry, I keep drinking my tea because for some reason I have this like catch. Whenever I come up here to speak with you, the last couple of weeks I've got this catch. Maybe I'll just do this. Get it? Oh my Lanta! <laughs> Take a deep breath. We're good. Okay, so here, here's what happens. But 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 then he starts to panic. Belshazzar starts to panic, like King Nebuchadnezzar, who went through his deal, and they said, Who can interpret this? And the queen basically says, I know a guy. I know a guy. He has a reputation. I know a guy who has a reputation, who who has interpreted dreams, who is a godly man, who who is in tune with the gods. See, they didn't understand who God was, and they prayed to the God of gold and God of silver. And this is what they say in in Daniel chapter 5, verse 11. There's a man in your kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. In the days of your father, light and understanding and wisdom like the wisdom of the gods were found in him, and King Nebuchadnezzar, your father. So here it is, they said, go find this guy, Daniel, who can interpret what is being written on this wall by this mysterious hand that entered into this party. They find Daniel, and this is what they say of him in verse 14. I have heard that you are the spirit of the gods in you and the light and understanding and excellent wisdom and found in you. Please interpret this for us. And Daniel then goes on to interpret what the handwriting is on the wall. And this is what it says on, this is what the writing was on the wall. It was these these words, it was tekel, mene, mene, tekel, parson. Words don't mean anything to us, right? But but Daniel had to interpret them. I, I think God was writing in tongues, right? Sometimes we hear people speaking in tongues, we don't know what the, that is, but Here, God's writing in tongues and writing these letters, and Daniel has to interpret them. And this is what the interpretation is. It says this in verse 26 or 24. Then from his presence, the hand was sent and the writing was inscribed, and this is what was written in the uh, inscription, many, many, tekel, parison. This is the interpretation of the manner, many, God has numbered the days of your kingdom and brought it into, is bringing it to an end. Tekel, you have been weighed in the balances and found wanting. Paris, your kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and the Parisians. Uh, it's interesting that, first of all, Daniel has a lot of courage. He's He has a reputation of being very truthful, right? He said some harsh things to. Um, Belshazzar's dad, King Nebuchadnezzar, and basically said, "You're going to lose your kingdom and going to be like a beast for seven years in the field." You, you think Dan would be like, "Oh man, I'm going to lose my head over this one." Then he tells the the um, his son uh, Belshazzar, King Belshazzar, like, "You are are living in a way that is not God honor- God honoring. You are actually praising gold and worshiping gold and silver." And don't you know? They have no life in them and yet God has shown up and God wants to be the Lord of your life and engage with you and, and yet you have no interest in that. And then Daniel basically says, your days are going to be numbered. Well, it, the story goes on with this and then basically says that actually that night um, King Belshazzar was murdered and um, so this whole thing comes true. Before I get into talking about the reputation a little bit more of Daniel, I do feel like it's pretty interesting what God says to um, King Belshazzar. It says that you have been weighed. I think it's really important for each one of us to know that at some point in time, God is going to weigh us. He's looking at your life and he's determining and he's weighing your life. The interesting thing is, though, that that God, if you understand who he is through Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus does, you know, when we've come to Christ, he does forgive us of our sins, and so we don't have to carry that burden and that shame and that guilt of our past mistakes, but there is something about our life needing to give an account to God, that at some point in time, God's going to say, what have you done with your life? King Belshazzar, what have you done with your kingdom, caring for people? Seems like you just wanted to have a big party and, and worship, continue to worship gold and silver and be important. That was his reputation. But I, but I find Daniel, if you, you look at Daniel's life, and I think this is the inspiring thing for me, and I feel like this is what the Holy Spirit was wanting me to share with you today. That if you were to look at Daniel's reputation and then look at your reputation, Daniel was known for a person devoted to God. When people had difficulties in their life, who did they run to? They, they ran to Daniel said, Daniel, please help us interpret what was going on here. It made me think a little bit of my own life. And was like, what, are people, what will people say of me? And then my question is: when somebody's in trouble, when somebody has a difficulty in their life, who do they run to? Do they run to the man or woman of God? And is that you? Is that you? I think it's a sobering thought because in many ways, we would have to question, you know, do they come to us because we're Kind or fun, or why do people engage with us? But are we known as men and women of the most holy God and the most high God who is, are connected with the Spirit of God who have the answers to what is going on in their life? What's your reputation? And then, if you don't, if you're saying, you know what, I don't know if anybody would say that of me. I don't even know if people know that I'm a Christian. I don't know if people would know that, that I walk with Jesus. And then you have to say, so why, why is that? And then how can you change that? Oh, so I do need to disclose because you're all thinking, like, he's got a dry cough. What does that mean? So I do want to disclose that probably three weeks ago I had COVID. And so I want to let you know I have recovered besides a lingering cough. And, uh, and I want to say I'm doing fine. But that was why I was out a few weeks ago, not with you. But I just, I wanted to share that with you. One, the crazy COVID cold that's going around these days. And then the other thing is knowing that um, I'm safe. I wouldn't be around here if I if I had anything that was to be shared. So, All right. So everybody feels at ease now. They're all fine. They're back focused on the message, right? It's like they were inquisitive in their mind. And I am bootless today, by the way. Praise Jesus on that. Um, and I will tell you a quick little story about that, though. It shows that I, I still have some redemption, uh, redeeming of my little bit self-determined way. My doctor's appointment is Thursday, and they say that's when my boot comes off. And I disclose that because I want to be humble before you, and I, I want to let you know that I'm still a work in progress. But, but my foot was telling me it needed to be free. <laughs> and so I have to listen to my foot. It wants to be free. I want to tell you a story of, of a, a person who's here today and um, I just asked if I could share their story. Um, this person does the filming for The Bachelor and the Bachelorette TV show, which I know none of you want to watch, right? Um, and uh, But he shared with me a little bit of his story a while back, and, and I just saw him today and, and it was it just brought it to my attention of talking about a reputation because you think if you're in the film or the TV industry that you know it is what it is and you take the show bachelor bachelorette and it is what it is and and yet there is a godly man who has a reputation that people will come to him when they're going through something in life and i just i just love that i think when the lord talks about being uh, having us be salt and light i think that what he's that's what he's saying he's saying is your life in such a place when somebody's going through darkness that they know where to find the light? Amen. Daniel had that reputation. And I know many of you do as well. But, but I would even even say for me as a pastor, I, I don't know. I think if I were to, we all have different gifts, but when somebody's really going through somebody, who do they call? Pastor Richie. They don't call Pastor Mark, right? <laughs> Pastor Richie, we know that's true. (laughs) Because they know that he's going to be so kind and patient, and they know with me, I'm going to try my best to be kind and patient (laughs) and pray for you, and God has been really helping me grow in that area. (laughs) But I want my reputation to be one of that person is like, and I know you do too. And in this world, when, when, when the world continues to get darker and people continue to live with anxiety and difficulty, they're looking for hope. And Jesus has put each one of us on this earth to be the dispensers of that hope. And my question continues to be is, what is your reputation? Will people know that you are a Jesus follower Will people know you as a person who's full of the Spirit, who can guide me to the right place, who can point the way back to Jesus? Daniel wasn't afraid to speak the truth either, though. I think sometimes we, we come to this, this place of are being concerned about what other people think. And, and I think when the scripture talks about truth in love, I think really what it means is I love you so much that I just want to tell you what's on God's heart. Yesterday we um, we had our Alpha day away um, with our Alpha group and it was, so, it was so wonderful, it was so powerful and and for me as a facilitator, I had the privilege of praying for people, and, and God would speak some things. The Holy Spirit would give me some insights and speak them uh, for people, and then I would ask, Hey, confirm that or not. And sometimes that God would would just kind of show some areas of people's lives that like would be like, ooh, ouch. <laughs> but yet it was because God so loved them that He was saying. Hey, hey I, want, I want you to be aware of this. Like Daniel was sharing with Nebuchadnezzar and Belshazzar. But truth without love is only a sounding gong. It, it, will, it will do nothing to penetrate the heart. But if you are in a place where you can actually genuinely have compassion and deep love and deep care like I did with my alpha group, man, I love those guys. And they know that I'm for them and I'll do nothing to hurt them. Then when God speaks the truth in that situation, that, that he does it, that the heart can receive it and know that God is good. And I think our friends, our coworkers, our people around us are looking for places of truth not just a good friend not just a good buddy but they're looking for substance of truth and beautiful church beautiful people i want to i want to inspire you encourage you to realize that your reputation has has a great opportunity to grow, to be known as men and women who are of the spirit of God. But it means that you're going to spend time with the Father in the morning. Jesus says, I only do what I see and hear the Father in heaven doing. It means you're going to have to be in your word, the word of God in And hear his voice. It means, Lord Jesus, when I go to work today, when you orchestrate these meetings and relationships and encounters, let me be attuned to what your spirit is saying. And then let me speak into it. But the most attractive thing of all of this, though, is from 1 Corinthians the love chapter. You hear it at weddings. Because if you don't have love, anything you say will be met with resistance. Church, just take a moment right now and and feel the love of the Spirit rising up inside of you. Compassion for people who don't know Jesus. The other thing I would say is probably really important. It's a tradition that I grew up with, and maybe some of you, but I think sometimes we forget to reground ourselves. King Nebuchadnezzar forgot to reground himself, King Belshazzar lost his way, didn't know how to ground himself. If we're not careful, we will lose the way how to ground ourselves. And a great way to not not lose a way is the Lord's Prayer. Look at this for a moment. I wonder if this might be something that we should... It's found in the Gospels, but Jesus teaches us how to pray. Our Father in heaven, holy or hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come... Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, that's a good reminder of first and foremost, our attention needs to be to a fatherly relationship. This is saying, God, you're my father. I start out of a love relationship with you. Then I move into understanding my reverence for you. Devoted to that relationship. Then we say, his kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. That's why I always say bringing heaven to earth, which is what we would imagine the qualities of the heaven to look like. Our job is to see that restoration take place here on earth. So that's kind of your mission. That's your task, right? Next. Give us this day our daily bread. Meaning like God, everything that we have, you've provided for me. So you can't get too arrogant about all your accomplishments, your bank account, your house, your car. You can't get too, because it's the Lord's. He's given it to you. And then it says, and forgive us our sins or debts. As we forgive our debtors or as we, I I don't think that makes sense. As we've forgiven those who have sinned against us, as we forgive those, who have sinned against us. I think that's really important to keep short accounts. Again, I think that leads us place of humility, of like, Lord, I messed up today. Please forgive me. I, I, man, I was said harsh words today. I was quick with my tongue today. I didn't have patience today, Lord. Please forgive me. And then that person who cut me off, and I wanted to give them the nice little bird along the way. (laughs) I wouldn't ever do that, by the way, but maybe some of you want to. That you just say, Lord, you're working in their life. We we don't know what's going on in them. I forgive them. Next slide. At least not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And I think... We forget so often that we've got an enemy who wants to kill and destroy. Who wants to take you out of the game, who who wants to actually ruin your reputation, who wants to make your reputation as something other than a man or woman of God, a spirit-filled person, the carrier of salt and light, hope, and love. I, So I would just say, maybe just this week, would you just write down the Lord's Prayer somewhere and maybe just keep that as a focal point for you, and maybe that grounds you enough to realize that you're ambassadors to the world around you. You have a reputation, and what is it? I'll tell you what your reputation is going to be if it's not already there. Your reputation is going to be one of a person who keeps pointing people to Jesus, who is a dispenser of love and hope, freedom and peace. A person who's willing to go into the trenches with people who are really struggling and love them through something. I'll end with this quick story. There's a person who is experiencing homelessness um, who showed up in church last week. And I didn't really know the story until, I mean, I recognized there was two people meeting with somebody I didn't recognize as I was walking down the hall, but these people were just really loving on him. Later uh, the week, this gentleman showed back up um, at our church. And um, I wasn't equipped to know how to Uh, work with this situation. So took him to the Concord Resource Center. But the next day he showed up again. And and this person said, this person in the church gave me a phone number. And they said, if I needed them to call him, I lost the number. And I figured out who it was and tracked him down. And the person was like, I am so glad I was waiting for a call from him. And um, this person was probably going to end up sleeping in, in the woods that night. And that person came down and says, you know what, wait, 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 I want to I come down and see him. And she came with a sleeping bag and clothes. And I was waiting outside with, with this gentleman and, and she came with a big smile on her face. And this big, big old position to say, hey, how are you? And gave him a big hug. I was like, wow, wow. She really represented the heart of the father to this guy. She didn't like, hey, solve his problem, but he knew that he was loved. He knew that somebody would drop something at a moment to care for him. Not to fix them, <laughs> but just to love them. And I'm grateful for people in the church like that. That's you guys. You're, you're doing it. And your reputation is going to be known for it. So I just want to encourage you in closing thank you so much for being that church who has that reputation. And if the Holy Spirit has said, maybe I'm not quite there yet. Start with the Lord's Prayer. Get regrounded, refocused. Start the morning praying to God, asking Him to lead you for that day. Walk humbly before Him. Be attentive to what the Holy Spirit is putting before you and respond to Him with love. Welcome to Church Online. My name is Pastor Mark and I just wanna say thank you for taking the time to join us in watching our services online. Maybe you can't be at our location today and you're watching this from home or on the road. We just want to say thank you for tuning in. And maybe you can't get to a physical location at Grace Capital Church, and this becomes part of your regular routine to do church live on your computer or on your device. We want to say, invite some friends with you. Do church together. Life is so much better together and discovering what God has for us is meant to be done in community gather people together and enjoy these services for weeks to come. Thank you for watching.